It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, for goodness sakes, Rich, this is Memorial Day weekend, but I've never experienced one like this. Have you ever? Of course not. This is such an exciting time to be a Christian and to serve the Lord. You can just see the Lord's hand at work in yeah. so many different ways. What is Memorial Day? I hope people, especially this year, are not thinking of it as just a holiday. Or a three-day weekend. Or a three-day it means so much more than or that. something like that. Folks, I want you to listen to this carefully because these are the words of former President Ronald Reagan about Memorial Day. Listen, turn your radio up, take it to heart. Sometime back I received in the name of our country the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of a serviceman, for we're never quite good enough to them. Not really, we can't be because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay. And so when a serviceman dies, it's a tear in the fabric, a break in the hole, and all we can do is remember. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country. For us, we owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us. You see, Rich, it's so easy to get jaded and we see these... Uh, these celebrations of the veterans, and they're going to Washington, and they're elderly. It's very easy, especially for more recent generations, young people or people in their 40s and 50s, not to realize that these were young men. These were boys that gave up, as former President Reagan said, two lives, the life they were living then and the life they would never live. And that ought to sober us and allow us to take it more seriously when we're going through this debate, this uh, anger, this uh, political uh, minefield. It's a mess. And uh, maybe the people, those who do the voting, those who make the decisions, who do I want to lead the country out of the mess we're in, ought to be taken more seriously. What say you? We salute our veterans those that have given their lives in service to our country. Well, I tell you what, this is the complete story on Bot Radio Network. And, uh, of course, what we do 
is uh, we, we know the Lord. We know the one who holds tomorrow. We know the person who knows more than anybody. We belong to him. And so here is Carol Robertson once again to remind the Bot Radio Network family who they are. Here it is. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry for the future, for I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand But I know who holds tomorrow And I know who holds my hand I don't know about tomorrow It may bring me poverty But the one who feeds the sparrow Is the one who stands by me And the path that be my potion May be through the flame or flood But his presence goes before me And I'm covered Covered by his blood Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand But I know who holds tomorrow And I know who holds my hand Many things about tomorrow I don't seem understand but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand yes I know who holds my hand yeah that's the truth isn't it yes it is we have confidence in him that's exactly right Yes, absolutely. Um, Can you imagine we have reached a point now on this Memorial Weekend where people that were voted on and they're elected officials and they say you can have Planned Parenthood open, but you can't go to church. Uh, They say, well, you can keep the liquor stores open, but you can't go to church. Or you can't. (laughs) Right. They say that the liquor stores and Planned Parenthood are essential but churches are non-essential. I tell you what, I think it only should tell each and every one of us, you better be more careful who you're voting for. Elections have consequences. Elections have consequences. And if you're not alert and you're not thinking, what is the priority? Uh, absolutely. A people who, who can go to church and worship, absolutely, that comes right along with freedom of speech, 
life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These are things that America was based on. And we thank God for people like Matt Staver and the Liberty Council for standing up for our religious liberty. Yeah. All right. Now, listen, um, I want to get into this. Of course, I think most of our audience knows, our family, our Bot Radio Network family knows, this is the week that Ravi Zacharias passed away. Ravi Zacharias. And he's been a, a broadcaster on Bot Radio Network for a long time. Right. Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. Our listeners are be very familiar with Ravi. And he was diagnosed with this uh, rare form of cancer yeah. about two months ago. And it took his life very quickly. Yeah. Had nothing to do with the virus. Had nothing to do with coronavirus. Uh, they found a tumor so, on his so, spine. So people, people are being born, and they're living, and they have an accident, or they die of old age, or a heart attack, or a stroke, or whatever it is. Um, and now we've got this virus business in the middle of it, and it's causing a lot of problems. A lot of people are finding each other again. A lot of people are coming closer together again. A lot of people are saying, oh, I have lost track of my children and now I have them at home where I can be with them and actually be the one that's teaching them how to know things, how to grow up, how to respond to life. But there's other people that are saying, I can't wait until my kids get out of the house. They're driving me crazy. Uh, I mean, I mean, man alive, and domestic violence is on the rise. Uh, another thing is that hearts are opening for the gospel as they've never done before. So you and, have, and I just hope and pray that we're on the cusp of a great awakening revival. So you have two sides of the same coin. I think, I think, folks, you have to decide which side of the coin you're on. Because right now, it gives you a chance to think about your life and the direction you've been going, and how in control you are of the life that God has given you to live. Well, it's a time for all of us to cry out to God. Yes, it sure is. Now, Tony Evans, Tony Evans, man alive, every time I think of Tony Evans, his wife died just a few months ago. Uh, Lois Evans, and Tony's been going through sorrow. Tony's been going through a pain of having lost his lifetime mate and then his family. And Tony Evans there in Dallas, Texas, I remember when we visited his church. I remember when we first met him. And, uh, and then over the years, I've just gotten to know him and appreciate him. And my goodness sakes, does Tony Evans ever cover the waterfront? By that I mean... He covers the full circle of where the church should be, what the church's purpose is, not to entertain, not to be the clubhouse, not to be where, I don't know, but Tony talks to these these pastors, this big group of pastors. Just this were, past week. Just this past week. These pastors... They can't open their church. They can't do this. They can't do that. And Tony was talking to these pastors about what the church is about and the church's purpose and all of these things. And I want our Bot Radio Network uh, audience to hear exactly what Tony Evans spoke out of his heart 
about what the church needs to focus on, and here it is. There's never been a time in my lifetime, and probably not in most of yours, that our need for divine intervention has been at this level. This situation that has affected our lives and the whole world is no joke. This is, I like to call it, a divine disruption. I'd like to suggest this was God allowed. The Bible teaches in Hebrews chapter 12 that God speaks by disrupting the natural order of things. And this is a serious disruption. So he is screaming right now. When he disrupts the natural order of things, it is because he is trying to bring the spiritual to the forefront. Uh, Hebrews 12, 28 says he's trying to reveal his unshakable kingdom and he wants to reveal it by shaking up the kingdoms of this world. This pandemic has shaken up individual lives. It has shaken up governments and yes, it has shaken up the church because we can't even do church like we used to do in church. That's because he doesn't want us to do church like we've been used to doing church. You see, I, I'm going to say something radical here and I, I uh, hope you're with me. The church is one of the causes of this problem. The church is one of the causes of this problem. Because the church of Jesus Christ has drifted so far from doing kingdom business, God has had to do a shake and bake. He's had to wake us up while waking up the world and inconveniencing us in the process. If God is the cause, then only God can be the cure. That's what 2 Chronicles 15, 3-6 says. It says, there was a spiritual failure in the land. It says, no true God, idolatry had taken over, including American idols. There was the uh, no teaching priest. Churches that were doing everything but giving the, the thus saith the Lord. They were giving human opinions, psychology. They were giving uh, pseudoscience. They were giving entertainment. But what they weren't giving is the absolute standard by which all reality is to be measured, predicated on the inerrant word of God. And so there were no rules. People were making up their own rules. So God sent distress. In other words, because God's people had failed, the nations were in trouble. It says there was no peace to individuals outside of home, inside of home. He goes on to say nation was against nation, city was against city, for God troubled with them with every kind of distress. God is your problem. Only God is your solution. But I love verse 4 of First Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 15, because verse 4 says that uh, in their distress they cried, upon, they cried on the Lord, cried to the Lord. Oh, that's where prayer came in. Things had to get bad enough before they contacted heaven properly. Uh, this is not just a general prayer. This is not a, a cute prayer. This is a crisis prayer. It's now time for the Church of Jesus Christ to cry out to God. Every church should be having a solemn assembly, calling its members at some central time to call, cry out to God, not only for the release from the pandemic, yes, not only for the restoration of the economy that has its place, but for the proper positioning of God's people with him. See, we're carrying on a long distance relationship with God, 
but we want an up-close experience from him. It won't work. God wants you to cry out to him. He wants us to cry out, and he wants us to do it in unity. Your church should be unified. Churches across the country should be unified. What would be great is a national, a national cry. At the same time every day, Christians in churches all over America calling on God because that's how big the problem is. When we get that kind of seriousness, when my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from heaven. See, we want to hear from heaven. And God says, well, you can't hear from heaven till I hear from you. We want heaven to hear. Then we can hear. So it's absolutely time for no playing, no, uh, no just uh, going around the edges of our Christian faith, no repeating uh, serendipitistic uh, uh, colloquial statements about God is good all the time and all the time God is good. That's true. But we're talking about distress. We're talking about a crisis. We're talking about a critical scenario where God is trying to drive us to him so that he can fix beyond us. God is not going to skip the church house to fix the White House. God is not going to skip the people of God. This racial climate that we're facing is because the church can't get it together. The church is still illegitimately divided on secondary issues. For some, it's more important to be white than biblically, biblically right. For others, black is beautiful even when it's not biblical. Until we come to a central standard and a central identity in Jesus Christ, until he can overrule how you were raised, what your color, your class, and your culture happens to be, without negating any of that, but until all that gets submitted to the cross, then the divisions in society will keep infecting the church and we'll just keep having seminars on unity without any real change and impact because we talk a good game, but we walk a bad one. And so it's time now to pray, but to pray a kingdom kind of prayer. That's a prayer with authority. That's not just mouthing cute Christianese. This is calling down heaven into history, and it's doing it with authority, which means you have to be underneath his authority. See, one of the reasons some of our prayers don't get answered is that there's no authority attached to it because we're not operating under authority. We want to be blessed by the blessor without accepting the conditions of the blessing. And God says, that won't, that won't work. That doesn't roll like that in my kingdom. So if we want to see healing in the culture, we better see healing in the church. We better deal with this problem on Sunday morning if we want to see changes on Monday morning. And that's why I want to lead us in prayer and ask God to bring his kingdom authority down to us through our crying out to him, not just soft prayers, but gut-wrenching fasting in prayer where we give up something in the physical because we're desperate for something in the spiritual. When we do that, and the more unified we do that, well, then we can see heaven visit history. I love Isaiah 58. This is the fast that I choose, he says. He says, y'all fasting and praying, but what y'all doing and what I'm talking about is not the same thing. I'm talking about one, getting rid of your wickedness. I'm talking about two, ministering to other people and not just being concerned about your own blessing. And when you do one and two, then, I can, then, I, then we can get the third base. Then you, can, then you can hear from heaven. Then you can hear from me. But don't be doing your own thing, 
skipping the needs of other people and then asking me to help you. That's not how it works. That's backwards, Christian soldiers. So let's go to prayer and let's ask God to intervene in our lives, in our churches, and through us to our culture. Father, I cry out to you for me. I start with me. It's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. That you will make me the man that I should be, submitted to your authority while pursuing an intimate relationship with you. That you will have my heart, but you'll also have my feet. That you'll have my worship on Sunday, but my motion on Monday. I start with me. Then I go to us in our families and in our churches. I pray, Lord, that the families and the churches will take seriously what it means to be God-related and God-ruled. That we will not substitute one for the other, claim a rule without a relationship, but pursue a relationship without a rule. That we'll love Jesus Christ our Savior while following Jesus Christ our Lord. I pray that we will cry out to you as a people of God, as churches, as leaders, that they will hear the voice of heaven, that you will hear from heaven. You'll hear because we're crying out, but we're crying out on your terms. And then, Lord, spill it over to the culture where the culture can't ignore us anymore, sideline us anymore, mar marginalize us anymore because we've gone public. We've decided that we're not going to be secret agent Christians and spiritual CIA representatives or covert operatives, but we're going to be public pursuers of the glory of God for the grace of God and the power of God to be manifested in the affairs of men. So, Lord, if Christ is coming, come quickly, Lord Jesus. But if his coming is delayed, then get your church right so we can get the culture better. So that we can be the restraint that you called us to be in a culture that's run havoc away from you. We love you, but we also need you. Respond to the cries of your people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. Rich, you have been mentioning that if we are going to have revival in America, it will come after a movement, spirit, a movement, a of, movement prayer, of, of prayer and, and, and the rising up of powerful preachers of the gospel to proclaim God's word. And not try to entertain or be cute or that sort of thing. That seems to be, I'm sorry, I don't want to get a little fashioned here too much, but that seems to be part of the problem. Everybody wants to be popular. Nobody is saying, well, what does God's word say about anything? Here is Carol Robertson, and he's saying, here's where the Lord is, right? Here it is. I asked the Lord to comfort me when things weren't going my way. He said to me, I will comfort you and lift your cares away. I asked the Lord to walk with me when darkness was all that I knew. He said to me, never be afraid, for I will see you through. I didn't ask for riches He gave me wealth untold The moon, the stars, the sun, the sky God gave me, I 
That's what it is. I only had to pray. Well, now, what about our listeners? When they call the listener comment line, that really means a lot to us. We love to hear from the listeners. And, uh, folks, uh, write this number down. It's our listener comment line. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-345-2621. 1-800-345-2621. Okay, I want to bless your heart, folks. Here is Josephine. Uh, I want you to hear what she had to say. Hello, Mr. Richard. And Dick Bart, this is Josephine. I enjoy your programs. I have been listening since 1976. The Lord reached me through this program when I wasn't even looking for it. But I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the songs you played today on Saturday. The Rough Side of the Mountain was a really good song. And I especially enjoyed the testimony of the truck driver. So keep up the good work. God bless. All right, now listen, here's Mandy, Mandy from Northwest Arkansas. Hi, um, my name is Mandy, and I live down in Northwest Arkansas, and I want to tell you, I've lived here, oh, almost a year now. Somehow or other, I found this wonderful radio station. I listen to it. I turn it on. I didn't have a job yet. I just turn it on through the day. I hear the most wonderful teaching, the variety of your programs and the information and the integrity and just the encouragement. I just praise you guys, and thank you so much. <laughs> All right, now, Liz Rich, we can't go until uh, the audience has a chance to hear from Gloria from Raleigh, North Carolina, of all places. I am Gloria, calling from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I've been listening to BART Radio for about three or four months. I happened to run up on it when I was searching through my cell phone, and I decided to give it a try, and I love it. But I love you all show. I love the ministers, and I hope this radio station will continue to be around. Thank you. <laughs> From the cell phone, Rich, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Isn't that amazing? That's our mobile phone app, Dad. Go to, right. go to the app store and download the Bot Radio app, and you can listen to Bot Radio Network wherever you are. Yeah. All right. Well, we've had our family meeting again, uh, so we're going to have to get out of here. This is Dick Bot with my son, Rich, with another chapter of The Complete Story, and we'll see you later. Mm-hmm.